Welcome to the Tiproxy Method, creating confident learners. The Tiproxy Method uses a unique combination of breathwork, brain body work, gratitude, and a clay-based program to affect the neuroplasticity of the brain in students. To help strengthen their mind-body connection, help them develop a growth mindset, and most importantly, trust and confidence in themselves. Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Creating Confident Learners podcast. I am so excited to talk about this. I want to take a little deeper look into self-confidence and why it's so important. I actually had a relatively recent occurrence where I just realized, boom, I feel more self-confident in this one area of my life and how much that directly changed to my internal state while doing something, in this case, cooking and how much that just changed my demeanor and actions around making some good food. So we'll look at how that connects to academics and how we can have just quick turnarounds by changing the self-confident state of a child to help them show up in school and in academics. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. One way to support the Creating Confident Learners podcast is to leave a five-star review and written review anywhere you listen to it. Thanks so much, and let's get started. Be sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you, both parents and educators. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to increase focus, ease anxiety, and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's made into bite-sized digestible pieces to help you apply these tools right away. So I wanted to start this podcast episode with a definition of what self-confidence is. And in the dictionary, it says it's a feeling of trust in one's own ability, qualities, and judgment. And I always talk about how important it is for kids to be confident. Like it's the base of academic excellence. It's the base of doing well in school through learning. So why do I feel this way? Like it, you definitely like when a child, when we ourselves as adults have some confidence, our whole demeanor changes, our choices, our actions, our willingness, and also the ease with a task. I just recently had an epiphany around how much two weeks of somebody helping me and really modeling and showing and sitting with me and helping me with cooking changed how I approach cooking completely. I'm making more home cooked meals. I am making really delicious stuff. And it just was a change in confidence, really. Now I can look at a recipe and just do it. And this is essentially what I do with kids when I work one-on-one with them. I'm there next to them. I have the skills. I went to school. I went to whatever grade college masters to figure stuff out and, you know, been teaching for 20 years. And so I know where they are and where they need to be typically in their range. And just through a series of questions and conversations and tasks that come up, we figure it out together. But once they start to have these skills in place, just like myself, their demeanor changes, their posture changes, their willingness to do something harder changes as well. So that's why I'm always a, an advocate advocate for confidence. Like confidence really does change how kids interact and do in school. And I also think as adults, it's really important that we ourselves understand what this actually means. 
when we understand what it feels like to be confident about something, then we can help others create trust in themselves as well. This is part of what I really want to share with parents and educators in this podcast. It's what I do in the foundation course. When you feel and understand the difference of having the confidence or having these tools of breath work, the balance, the focus, the confidence in yourself, it's easier to help your child or children accomplish and embody them as well. So a big part of the creation of the podcast and the core, the foundation course was to teach you guys these skills that I know that when you have them will transfer easier to others. And that's really part of the heart and soul of this. Um, as I pull up a mic every week to share some of the things I've learned along the way. So I want to start out with a question, actually. Can you think of some area in your life where you trust your own abilities and qualities? And when you think of that part of life, how does that make you feel? So when I think about the things that I'm really good at or that I can trust myself or I'm confident in, we'll take some things like soccer or yoga or now cooking even, I have or it brings to me a sense of calm. I can feel my posture change as well. I can feel that I'm, I don't have any anxiety around the tasks that I'm going to do. And I have another question that kind of piggybacks on this. Can you think of a time of where once you understood the skill, it became easier because someone had helped you with their knowledge and skill? So you learned something because someone else had already been there and they had the skills that you needed and then it transferred. So something like maybe the gym or learning to sport or learning to surf or learning to drive, pretty much learning anything new. When you learn from somebody who already is an expert, who already knows that learning time is quicker. They usually know how to help you get from point A to point B quicker than what they did with trial and error. And the confidence comes with that too. You've learned from someone who already is embodying what you want to know. And this is, is this what I do with kids? Like when they come to me, when they're struggling or not even struggling, but just need support, we're always pushing to the next level. Um, how do we get them there through the skills that um, they need? Or what's the next step to, to make them even brighter and stronger and smarter and, you know, all those things. So there are many layers to learning, but we get better and better and better at something with consistent exposure. So curriculum in school is actually spiraled throughout the years. So you might see um, a beginning science concept in second grade, and then it might come back around in fifth grade, and then it might spiral back around in middle school, and then again in high school. But every time someone is exposed to the concept, they go a little bit deeper because it's not new, right? We learn new information when it is tactile or tangibly connected to something that we already knew. So curriculum is specifically made that way so that with every exposure, a child or student can get a little deeper, expand into other concepts. You know, think about maths. You start with, you know, adding, subtracting, then you move into multiplying, dividing, then you start getting into concepts like algebra and then eventually or in fractions and basic math that's beyond just adding and subtracting. And then we get into crazy things like imaginary numbers and college and calculus. <laughs> But really this, I want to share what's happened to me this year because this turnaround has been quite quick. So it's been less than a year, but really the turnaround was a couple weeks. I am a fine cook. I fed myself my entire life, but, and I had a mate who was an exceptional cook. She'll take any recipe that there is and just kind of up level it. And for a couple weeks, she 
taught me some of the things that I didn't know about cooking, taught me a few recipes that were really amazing and standard um, staples for the week. And just by learning a few little tricks of the trade and a few little things, I had this new profound sense of confidence. And with that confidence for this entire year, I've now been cooking all kinds of things that I would never have tried. And it was just by being given just a few basic skills that my own story of self-confidence changed. And it made such a huge difference in how I approached cooking in the kitchen. And it's now become something that I really love to do and enjoy and, and do all the time. So, and it was just some of the cooking basics that I just hadn't absorbed or hadn't really felt confident. And someone who knew and had the tools and easy steps that I got from someone who knew more than I did. And by starting to understand that anxiety or that pressure that I was feeling, I was always fine. It's like kind of like being a fine student, you know, through the kitchen or a fine student in the classroom. But then I started to excel with just a little bit of help. And to have someone right by my side as I learned a few solid recipes, um, learning that I didn't have to be so strict with recipes, that you could substitute and change and not be exact and move on from there. These little tweaks that just were super simple completely changed the kitchen game in my mind, really. Because I, I mean, it's not that I didn't cook and I didn't cook for myself, but I just, the stuff that I'm feeding myself now has been up-leveled as well because I've been shown. So this is exactly what happens with tutoring or one-on-one learning. I'm here helping getting the necessary tools in place and skills so that they can move on with confidence and then transfer it to whatever needs to be. And it's funny because when confidence comes into the picture, there's almost no telling like how far it's going to reach. It changes like kind of the trajectory of where we're going. So one of the tools that I use as well is from the Davis program, which uses a visual based tool with kids who don't necessarily hear phonetics, the ones who have struggled with reading and spelling and writing, there can be an immediate shift, kind of like this cooking experience, when there's exposure to word mastery through clay, the tools of spell reading and sweep reading, word study of the visual word patterns that help kids kind of get the sounds on the back end. So we can, I've seen quick turnarounds you know, based on having those skills in place. The cool thing about this is it's designed for visual based learners, dyslexic type learners, but it actually helps all kids actually use this with all kids, especially the ones who, you know, struggle with focus or have some of these like gaps. But then, you know, the cool thing about tools that work for everybody, why not use them? But what I love about this is like something as simple as teaching a few skills consistently can completely change a child's demeanor and confidence in themselves. And then that transfers to everything academic. Um, The thing about one-on-one learning is it's not something that you can do in a classroom, but it does transfer. And that's when we start to see the difference in self-confidence and academics and grades in the classroom and relationships. Every child I've had the privilege of working with one-on-one has blossomed in one way or another, and it's so cool to see them embody the confidence and take it with them to school and life and home life and peers and friends, and it's really in the relationship that we've been building, the tools of gratitude and breath work that we've built become this catalyst for life learning, but also changing their demeanor and confidence. Again, I always say confidence is the foundation to doing well in academics. 
you start to see a change in the body language of students. I have one student who I've had for about a year and there was one particular concept, long division, that was just a challenge when she first learned it. And the first couple weeks was just a struggle, struggle, struggle. And then it clicked kind of right away. But what was cool is today even I got to see her work through something a little harder, actually long division with two digits, which I think is nonsense. I think kids should just use a calculator for stuff like that. This is, there's a, a few skills that I'm like, we need just to get to from point A to point B. But she was doing the whole process with ease, her completely relaxed. Her whole demeanor was changed. I mean, this is like, you know, a year later, maybe half a school year later from last school year to this school year. And it's just so cool to see. It's like, oh yeah, I've got this. I know this. I've practiced enough. Like talk a lot with kids about practicing. You do have to practice to a point of proficiency to become confident. And, you know, sometimes, especially with math, it's a pencil to paper. And, you know, the first day we learn something, we might not get it. And we do a few more problems that day. And then the next day and the next day and the next day. And all of a sudden the brain's like, oh, I've got this, right? So there's actually that brain body connection as they're learning a new concept, especially when it comes to math. I never expect kids to learn or know something the first time they've seen it. Sometimes they do, which is awesome. But I had this week two kids who were really struggling with two math concepts. One was permutations and combinations in high school, which is a pretty difficult concept. But he was freaking out the first day. He's like, I don't get it. And I was like, when did you learn it? He's like, today. And I'm like, well, I don't expect you to know it that well today. You've only learned it. Let's sit on it. The next day, he's still like, I'm freaking out. I don't know it still. And I'm like, cool. It's only day two. Day three, he's like, oh, I missed all these problems. I still don't get it. Cool. No worries. Let's look at the mistakes. Let's figure it out. Let's have a conversation. Day four, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I got it. It totally makes sense. So sometimes the brain needs a little bit of time to catch up with um, the new concept, especially math concepts like permutations and combinations. But we've worked together long enough that he at least could hear me and trust me and be like, you don't have to know it today. You just learned it. You might not even know it tomorrow. We'll keep practicing. But I guarantee you're going to know it. And the turnaround was like four days. (laughs) Um, I actually had another kid, too, just today who was learning numerical expressions of math word problems. And again, same thing. Oh, I don't get it. I'm like, well, when did you learn it? Today. And I'm like, okay, let's give it a little time, a little bit of practice. I'm sure tomorrow it will be a little bit easier and the next day and the next day. And just with enough practice, pencil, the paper of a new math concept, the brain is going to catch up. And, you know, they're both been around enough to hear me and relax with that knowing, (laughs) especially when I tell them it's a process and, you know, it will, it will arrive. (laughs) I've also said this before in a different episode, but self-esteem and confidence are quite linked, interlinked. And one thing that has stuck to me as an adult, or I wish I'd learned when I was younger, is One concrete, tangible way to create self-confidence is to keep your word to yourself, big or small. So, so many times in our society, we just say something and then we don't follow through. I'm going to call you and then I don't. I'm going to go on a diet and then don't. I'm going to take out the trash and then don't. And these little things, your brain is listening to what you're actually not doing. So you're, and this is just as, you know, an adult, confidence is keeping your word to yourself, not to anybody else. I said I was going to do this and I followed through for myself, for someone else, whatever. Again, we can change our mind. That's different. But big or small. 
And I said I was like, it's this idea of I said I was going to do this and I did. Every time we don't follow through with our own word, we kind of chip away at our own self-confidence and it's almost subconscious here. I just started a three-day water fast with an online community group with Dr. Mindy Plez. And she asked us before we started to be clear on what we were going to commit to for the three days, whether it was going to be the full water fast, whether there was going to be some modifications so that when the three days ended, we could be really, really proud of ourselves for finishing in the way that we had priorly thought and decided for ourselves. So confidence goes across the board and it, all of this always translates back to academics. We can teach ourselves skills of confidence outside of the classroom, outside of homework, outside of schoolwork, outside of that stuff, and bring it right back into school. But we get these banks of successes, right? That one sheet done, that one problem done, this one concept mastered, maybe not that first day, but, you know, brought to pencil to paper over and over again. I've mastered it and I am so proud of myself is really the internal state that we're looking for. This trust in self, this trust in one's own ability and skills and judgment, right? That definition of what self-confidence is. So since this podcast is meant to hopefully help you embody some of these concepts so you can transfer this to your children or students, I want to leave you with a question this round. So what is one goal you have for yourself? It can be big or small that you can stick to this week, something that you want to do or try or cut back on or stop. And yes, whatever that first thing that came to mind is the thing. I was taught a long time ago, if you want to change something about yourself or in situation, the best time is to start right in the moment that you thought about it. So trust what popped up when you first heard this question of what's that one thing, that one thing you've been putting off that you want to change and then follow through with it. Be sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to ease anxiety and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's available as a one-time purchase or as an ongoing monthly subscription with extra group support and monthly live stream. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter to stay in contact. Keep up with the Creating Confident Learners community on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Confident Learners. Have a blessed day and aloha.